And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight on one and of our great you. radio stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just looking at here, uh, uh, see the actor. He's an actor, right? Michael, yeah, uh, Michael uh, uh, Rappaport, mm-hmm. urging Jewish readers the New York Times to cancel their subscriptions after the paper. I'm laughing because of the irony of everything here. Mm-hmm. You saw that they yeah. apologized yesterday right. for their uh, their headline mm-hmm. on the hospital. Right. This is uh, Rappaport is urging Jewish readers of the New York Times to cancel their subscriptions after the paper recently rehired a freelance journalist who has publicly praised Adolf Hitler. Hmm. The New York Times recently rehired a Palestinian journalist, journalist to cover the unfolding war in Israel in the wake of uh, the Hamas terrorist attacks earlier this month. Uh, the byline of this Palestinian journalist has appeared several times since mid-October after previously writing for the paper two years uh, ago. Um, hmm. He had actually written before, "You, how great you are, Hitler. Wow. You would think that would uh, get you relieved of your duties wow has written that in the past meanwhile the 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 press wondering because this this probably is one of the top stories right now you've mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. the the story out there that uh the uh uh idf generals israeli army generals are getting you know pretty frustrated with netanyahu yeah because the ground war hasn't started yet they want to go in now and all the stories are stating that the United States is pressuring them not to go in because of the hostages. Yep. And and so that question was being asked to John Kirby yesterday at Corrine Jean-Pierre's press conference. Uh, I, probably after, you know, sh- uh, she 
uh, answered the uh, question about if the president is concerned about anti-Semitism. And the first thing out of her mouth was Islamophobia. As we have said, if you want signs that inside the White House there is anti-Semitism, there's your evidence right there Mm -hmm. by how she did it. But then uh, I know uh, one of the Fox uh, uh, reporters uh, asked, uh, uh, asked him about, you know, you want Congress to pass this entire, you know, this entire, you know, funding for Israel. Well, what are you telling Israel? Are you telling them not to go and attack? And he stated over and over again that, no, they are not telling Israel what to do. Hmm. All the story and the, the reporters are saying, well, our colleagues and our stories are all that. Yes, you are. Right. And this was another one of the questions that was asked yesterday. Um, John, is it your view that the Israelis should begin their Gaza offensive whenever they feel ready? It's our view that the Israeli Defense Forces, Steve, need to decide for themselves how they're going to conduct operations. We're not in the business of of, uh, dictating terms to them, and we're certainly not going to be in the business here from the White House of uh, previewing um, any, any future operations one way or the other. That would be inappropriate. Secondly, you said that Iran is actively facilitating these attacks. What are you seeing? What what, are, what exactly are they doing? Oh, their support for these Iran-backed proxies uh, uh, is, is no secret. Um, it's pretty open, uh, and they've tried to make they've made no secret of it. Uh, funding, resourcing in terms of providing <laughs> the rockets and, and the uh, uh, and the munitions that they fire, training for some of these guys. Uh, I mean, there is a there is a connection between these these groups and the IRGC, a very direct connection. The, we have reported that the administration um, has been urging Israel to delay a ground invasion. Can you tell us whether other countries are making the same request? Is there a coordinated effort? On I won't, front? I, MJ, I won't speak for other nations and what communications they might be having with Israel. I can tell you, uh, we have since the beginning of the conflict, in the early hours, maintained a level of communication with our Israeli counterparts to ascertain their intentions, their strategy, their aims, to to see what their answers are to the kinds of tough questions that any military ought to be asking before you launch any kind of a major operation. Have you thought through the branches? Have you thought through the sequels? Have you thought through the unintended consequences? Uh, and so we are in active conversation with them about that. And, John, we've seen um, a number. So in a way, he is saying they're try- attempting to influence what they do. After yeah. saying that they did that, that, that we wouldn't do that, that would be inappropriate right. then, but we're doing it. I think the the most incredible thing here, it's like, does the, does the White House, uh, you know, press corps ever connect the dots? There he is mm-hmm. out there every day talking about the fact that Iran is supporting funding, funding, mm-hmm. funding mm-hmm. all the proxies. Yeah. Well, where does that money come from, from Iran? Right. Comes from oil money. Oil money that Biden allowed to flow again. Yep. Billions I, I mean, of dollars I, I a year. As I said yesterday, and I'll say it again, are we missing something that they know? That I, the whole press corps know? I, or do they just, no, I, we can't. Let, let me see. Okay, they're funding, they're funding, they're funding, they're funding, they're funding. You know, we know that the $6 billion, uh, uh, you had Andy uh, Andy McCarthy made it clear that there was no new deal. No, it's the exact no. same deal that the administration they just was lying about. Restated this. Right. the original deal and made it sound like they had done something new. Right, they lied on that. 
we know that the oil money's still flowing. Yeah, yeah. No, when I, I just, honestly, I can't watch John Kirby anymore. I did yesterday. I what you know, and you just played part of it, the back and forth. But all I see is William H Macy from Fargo up there. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, you know, yeah. Iran is definitely funding it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but we're helping them fund it by not enforcing the embargo. Oh yeah. No, you're right about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's William H Macy. Oh no, they're sure they're behind. They're behind. Yeah, we. Uh huh. Oh yeah, they're behind it. And and we're all the pregnant police officer not believing him, right? And now for a segment called "Just Something I've Noticed," brought to you by our friends at Motel Six. Just something I've noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now. I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Well, doesn't that sound a little fishy to you? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I could see where that would be a little fishy, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't something be done? Oh, I think somebody should be do- doing something. Are you going to do anything? Well, no, we're not going to do anything about it. I think we're done here. That's what we're getting. It is so bizarre. It I is, mean, it's just, you just. It's maddening. It is. It's it's beyond yeah. Just when children you... have the ability to learn. We keep saying we're dealing with children, but they're not. They're not children because yeah. they won't learn. They won't change what they're doing. They just repeat things and then go on about their way. Eh, don't bother the president. It's weekend. It's a weekend. We're not. Uh, Hey, we're not dealing with Hamas or terrorism. He's going to the beach. And then, you know, we 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 talk about the embargo of the oil money, which mm-hmm. Trump, you know, clamped down on. And therefore, mm-hmm. they had not nearly the funding to support Hamas, Hezbollah and other uh, proxies in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Doesn't end there. This really isn't getting widespread publicity. Wall Street Journal editorial board. 
which at times isn't just an editorial board. They're putting out the stories that nobody else is really covering. Yeah. Here's the contradiction of the current U.S.-Iran policy in a nutshell. While the Pentagon deploys a THAAD missile defense system to the Middle East to protect U.S. bases from the volley of missiles fired by Iran, Iranian proxies, the Biden administration has let the international embargo on Iran's missile program lapse. October 18th was transition day under the Iran nuclear deal. And with it, passed the U.N. missile and drone sanctions. Iran's terrorist proxies and foreign clients, such as Vladimir Putin, send their regards. A core problem with the 2015 nuclear talks negotiated by the Obama administration was that key restrictions were allowed to sunset, at which point Iranian activities would be stamped legal. The arms embargo was allowed to expire in October of 2020. Missile and drone limits... Uh, followed last week. The idea at the time was that the nuclear deal would cause Iran to moderate its malign behavior to fit the Western timetable. But hey, guess what? That never happened. President Obama assured Americans that he could trigger so-called snapback sanctions uh-huh. in response to Iranian noncompliance. I remember that. With the help of U.K., France, and Germany, the Biden administration could have done that to avoid the sunset and reimpose sanctions over the summer. These nations decided not to do so. The goal was to avoid an escalation that might disrupt U.S. US diplomacy in Iran. Well, think, about, think about that last sentence you just read. Oh, no, we're worried about disrupting diplomacy in Iran. Instead, the U.S. and its allies have imposed their own missile sanctions, a really poor substitute since Iranian sanctions aren't in force. The entire global enforcement burden now falls on America, yet U.S. export control agencies are understaffed, and the Biden administration is declining to enforce oil sanctions. None of it is credible. The cost of a weaker deterrent are real, even if Iran was never honoring the rules. Iran will now obtain equipment for its drone and missile programs, expect its missile production to expand and do more damage in the hands of Iran's proxies in Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Yemen, as well as Russia in its war on Ukraine. New markets will also open up in Venezuela, Belarus, and beyond. I mean, it's maddening. Money. The United States, let the money flow to Iran. All right, we need billions of dollars now for Israel. Uh Uh-oh, we need billions of dollars now for more defense for our United States bases that Iran is now going to attack because we allowed the sanctions to expire, the missile sanctions to expire. Right. I mean, it's maddening, Eric. It's absolutely insane. A couple of weeks ago when it was brought up about the embargo. And what did Kirby say? Again, William H. Macy, you know, on the on the oil markets. Wow, you know, I mean, supply and demand. Man, yeah, exactly. He he made it clear. I mean that, and that that was the clearest statement yep. so far from the administration yep. that look, we don't care whether Iran gets the money. Yep. This came from the it came from the White House. Kirby said it. Oh, supply and demand. Oh, well, what supply the, and demand. And you and I said, what the hell does that mean? And we went, oh my God, what it means is. 
well, no, we need to keep gasoline prices low here, so we'll keep giving Iran money. That you know, we'll make sure that Iran gets all their oil money to keep gasoline prices low in the United States uh-huh. as they take that money and funnel it to all their proxies that use it to attack Israel and now United States assets and United States military bases. Yep. I mean, he admitted it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Kirby's out there when he's talking about the Iran funding. Oh, yeah, Iran's been funding. It's been going on for the longest time. Well, where do they get their money from? Their oil money. Well, why are they getting a lot more oil money? Well, because your boss won't enforce the federal law of the embargo. Yeah, going back, and I said it yesterday, but, oh. you know, we had the Barry Weiss uh, piece earlier that we talked about. But it's about, you know, again, he had to reverse everything Trump did. Think about yeah. that, the embargo. Yeah. Man, it must have pained him on the wall. When he had to actually say, well, you know, Trump, you know, did that and we can't stop it. That was a lie. It was a lie. You yeah. set aside a, a, what dozens of laws in order to make it work. Yeah. You went out of your way to make it work. But yet on Iran, there that's the problem. In order to fix all of this Joe Biden doesn't just have to go back and agree with Donald Trump. He has to disagree with Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is not capable of disagreeing with Joe Biden. Oh, he's at the beach. Yep. 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. A new animal disease defense partnership, including USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, National Animal Health Laboratory Network, and the National Bio and Agro Defense Lab, features appointed scientists at five current facilities across the country. And as NAL coordinator Christy Oyakato explains, each participating laboratory offers a specific area of study based on region and scientific category. We have three level one laboratories, which is the highest level of our non-laboratories. They take on the most responsibility and typically do the most testing for us. Those facilities include the New York State Veterinary Diagnostic Lab at Cornell University, Michigan State University's Vet Diagnostic Lab, and the Washington State Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory. The remaining two facilities, level two sites, are based in Virginia and Arizona. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. Red Eye Radio, he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, it's time to play Congressional Family Feud. Okay. As the Republicans look to get a speaker, mm-hmm. I guess we can say deal or no deal, huh? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you had eight uh, of the candidates make their pitch to the conference on on uh, last night. Uh, front runner 
according to Fox, seems appears to be Representative Emmer, who's been endorsed by Kevin McCarthy, other candidates, uh, uh, Donalds and, and Bergman. Mm-hmm. Now, it's likely to take, here, let's go through the process of how they do it. It's likely to take several rounds of voting. A candidate must first win a conference majority to be named speaker-designate mm-hmm. under current House rules. All right? If okay. no candidate manage, manages to win a majority during a given round, mm-hmm. the person with the least amount of votes is withdrawn from the race and another round is held. Musical chairs. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing. It's musical chairs. When the music stops, there's going to be one less seat. Yes. It's stupid that we're still going through this. You know it's not going to happen anytime soon. I mean, I would hope that if, if I don't, I, you know, I don't really have an opinion on Emmer's. Uh, we talked about Donald's earlier. Pete Sessions. The party getting their stuff in order is what I'm greatly concerned about. I think Byron Donald's would be very good. He's been very proactive. He's kind of the mix between uh the the bulldog of you know uh uh you know that that you might want in that position or and the convincer that needs to get the point across because he's been very good at getting on the issues his points across the others might be great at it too but i just don't know where the confidence lies i thought it was going to be in the wake of the attack on Israel, I thought it was going to be Steve Scalise, and I was wrong. So I guess we'll see where it goes starting today. Self-canceled if you don't listen nightly. Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, so uh, this is our audio cut of the day. Just horrible response from Corrine Jean-Pierre. If you want to know, if you want the clue of the anti-Semitism that exists in the White House, this gives it to you right here when this question is asked by a reporter. What is Biden's level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism. Here we go. Level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, Look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. uh, Now, credible threat is an act of terrorism. That wasn't even the question that was asked. That's not that's not the question at all. Not the question that was asked at all. So she start. So she changes there. And then here's what she goes into. So I just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate fueled attacks. So that's all we got to go. 
as far as we got to go. Yeah. Right there. Yep. He asked about anti-Semitism and her uh, answer is about terrorist attacks and Islamophobia. Right. Yeah, uh, it's, you I, know, we're starting with, oh, there's no evidence of that, of your yeah. claim within your question, and then moves on to what is clearly, and, and I, it's so insane to think about, but it is the official position of the White House. Because the answer is a very easy answer off the top of my head. We want to make it clear the president does not condone and we will not tolerate any acts of bigotry, anti-Semitism. We understand that right now there are concerns that are at a heightened state and may be there for a while. But we want to make sure that everyone is very clear that we will find anyone who is responsible for anti-Semitism and taking actions as such, and we will prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. We will hold them responsible. We will not tolerate bigotry of any sort. We will not tolerate acts of hatred of any sort on American soil. She didn't say that, though. Yeah, really not a hard question to answer. It's not. Is it? It's Exactly what you and I said is missing when they're asked about pretty much everything. But from the beginning, Joe Biden and, you know, his involvement with his son and all of that political influence. Why didn't you hear the very passionate pushback? No, the president has done nothing wrong and we're not going to tolerate these, this, this line of questions here, day after day after day, the president is guilty of nothing. Well, I'm and, glad I'm glad you brought that up. Oh yeah, because we got more evidence that he is guilty. No, I no no I'm, I'm <laughs> no because Monday because you can make the case that it was brought up on Friday, mm-hmm. so he was already on vacation. Right. Then Monday comes along, and you would expect that there would be some kind of defense. You asked that, this yesterday, yeah, I think. That, that, that we didn't take, because, I, yeah, I asked the question, would it, was would there a they, response over the weekend? Yeah. Would there be anybody asking the questions on Monday? Right. Yeah. Because that was the last line of defense, and now Democrats are just happy that there's other news stories, that they're not being asked that question. Oh, yeah. oh, but wait yeah. a minute, you were saying that there was no money now there's money because I already know what the next the the next move the goalpost is. Yeah, but he wasn't vice president or president at that time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that will, you know, and and so but nobody even was using that or the White House didn't even come out with some type of statement on it. Yeah, at preemptive all. statement to yes. to, you know, close all the questions down once and for all or at least attempt to, you know, and this entire scenario uh, you know, we would say wag the dog, but in the Biden family, the dogs attack, so they have to be removed from the White House. So we'll say, you know, uh, wag the hunter. Anything that they can do to get everyone's mind off of everything right now that Joe Biden is responsible for, including political influence peddling. Now, this is the best headline of the day yesterday. 
New York City Mayor Adams says illegal immigration not sustainable, but still calls city sanctuary plan a successful model. How can you say that? Are what? It's not if you're drunk. It's how drunk are you if you say that out loud? It's just maddening. This is the same Mayor Adams that went to the courts and asked them to at least temporarily halt sanctuary city policy in New York City. Oh, no, but it's a success. Can you imagine that to a judge? Look, it's it's highly successful, Your Honor. We just need you to stop it. Would you please stop our highly successful model? It's working too well. By the way, it is successful for those who come from other nations and want to stay in New York City. It's been highly successful for them. Uh, in other important news out there, it uh, it finally uh, happened, apparently, here at least in the last uh, 24 hours, as, uh, as reported by Fox. But uh, Taylor Swift did kiss kelsey on the on the cheek hmm. they've got the picture there yeah well taylor and travis put relationship rumors to bed with the first public smooch and the picture they show is her kissing him on the cheek i guess it's true what Young people are quiet quitting from sex. It's just too much work. Well, also, you. <laughs> you mean? Ew. <laughs> Ew. You mean? <laughs> you What? Ew. Yeah. Listen, her management agreed to a kiss on the cheek. Kelsey's management also agreed. They flipped a coin who would, you know, deliver the kiss and who would receive the kiss, you know, like they do at the beginning of a game. So the coin toss, I'm not actually sure who won. Oh, my gosh. Kansas City won. Wasn't it? No, the coin toss. Oh, oh okay. To see who gets the kiss or who gives oh, the kiss. Oh, jeez. I, I, I know. I just... I. Yeah. I've said it across the board on Taylor Swift. I I, just, I don't care about I, football. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't, I just don't get anything. I, I, I don't. don't see I just don't see it. I don't get it. I don't it see makes it at all. Absolutely no sense. And you can call me. You can call me old man. But there are other young singers that I can look at and go, they're really good and they're really oh, yeah. great. But oh, I yeah, I yeah. don't see anything across the board mm. as to this incredible obsession or fascination, except. We have lowered standards so much in this country across the board on everything mm. that, hey, Taylor Swift is good. Yeah. And breaking news because doesn't, I was doesn't like her ex-boyfriend. Right. And how do I know she's good? Because I was told she was good. Because others say she's others. good. <laughs> and they couldn't oh. possibly be wrong. Oh, speaking of uh, uh, sports, uh, congrats to the Texas Rangers in the World Series. Yeah. Uh, they're they're uh, heading to the World Series, and they'll play now the winner of Arizona and... Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yep. All right. They have game seven, I think. Is it tonight or tomorrow night? I think it must be, it must be tonight. 
if it ends up being the Rangers in Arizona, that's an old rattlesnake roundup, isn't it? There you go. And it does start Friday in Texas. All right. So did you know that every every win, Houston had three wins because this went seven games. Mm -hmm. Of course, Texas had four. Mm. Nobody won at home. You were saying that to me off the air earlier, and I had not followed that, but wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. And they won that final game, Texas did, 11-4? to Yes, yeah, it was 11-4, to yeah. Woo! Man. Yeah, the stadium was not, because I woke up and I went, oh. Well, I woke up and the... Fox News, ESPN, yeah, everything, my, everything's going wrong. off. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's uh, Texas with big lead. I'm like, okay, is yeah. this one on Fox Sports? Well, oh, it's on regular Fox. Yeah. So I turned yeah. on and watched the, as I was getting ready to come into work, I watched the last two innings. And, uh, yeah, there weren't a lot of people left. How, how long has it been since the uh, Rangers have won a pennant? I think it would be 2011. Remember? Yeah. Because I was going into work, and they were, what were they one out from winning the World Series, and I went, oh, they got it, they got it, they got it done. It's it's great. They're, mm. Congrats, they're going to win. Mm. I come into work, it's like what they lost. Mm. How? Yeah, I forgot how many they were up, but I just remember the shock of that. So it was 2011. They've never won a World Series. Yeah. So All right, it'd be the first for them. Well, good luck. Yeah, go sports. Uh, meanwhile, in, in other news we want to get to here, Washington, D.C. Mayor Bowser flipped the script on defund the police by introducing new legislation to address skyrocketing crime in the nation's capital. Speaking from Ward 4, Bowser, a Democrat, rolled out the proposal deemed the Addressing Crime Trends Now Act, which clarifies the distinction between a serious use of force and incidental contact with the neck ensures officers can review their body-worn camera footage prior to writing their initial police report in certain circumstances, makes permanent clarification of vehicular pursuit, and defines what information will be posted publicly related to officer discipline. MPD continues to be a leader in fair and constitutional policing across this nation, They continue uh, to work every day to have and keep the trust of our city, and this legislation won't change that. It will, however, support the department in dealing with some of the negative consequences of the Comprehensive Police Adjustment and Adjustment Amendment Act. Some of the changes that were made just don't match the daily practice of safe and effective policing. Wow. Everyone is, I'm telling you, everything is falling apart for the Democrats for the left right no, it's now. Imploding. Everything. It's imploding, and it is reality, you know, uh, uh, versus the abstract, like we've been talking about. These discussions in the abstract. By the way, uh, that's exactly, and I forgot to mention that, uh, that political article we talked about earlier with uh, California Governor Newsom after going to Israel. Basically admitting of the discussion between Hamas and Israel is no longer in the abstract, I mean, as we would put it. This is reality. It is no longer uh, theoretical. It is no longer this or that. It's very clear. And the policies put in place time and time again, and they really ramped it up in recent years. They went full on. 
And here we have it once again. As she said, residents have expressed loud and clear to me in every venue you can imagine across this city that they're looking for solutions to help fill the gaps in our public safety ecosystem. We, we promise to leave no stone unturned, but we need to act now in this perception that people uh, uh, that, that people have that you can commit a brazen crime and get away with it mm. has got to stop. This legislation will change it under the new law. It will be illegal for any person to organize a theft for profit scheme by recruiting or directing other individuals to commit organized retail theft. Mm. We are also reinstating the law that makes it unlawful for uh, unlawful to wear a mask for the purpose of committing criminal acts or threatening people or causing fear. They're reversing everything. They're going, oh, now shoplifting's a problem. Maybe it was a dumb idea you know to what? say you can only, you can, if you steal yeah. up to a thousand bucks, no right. big deal. Right. You know what? We should outlaw that. <laughs> this new idea, you know, like wind powered ships, Gary. <laughs> called sailboats eight six six ninety red eye coming up more with gary mcnamara and eric harley it's red eye radio it's red eye radio he is eric harley and i'm gary mcnamara so when I was reading the story before about who the favorite is, and it's Representative Emmers, mm. so far he's considered the, the, the favorite to become or to get the you know most votes. Yeah. Well, that's the McCarthy endorsement. If he wins, the winner is the one that McCarthy endorsed. Which will prove it's right all over again. <laughs> You're back to where you started. And this was all a personality conflict. That's all it was. It's all it was. I hope the GOP can get it together and choose somebody. And if they if they do get a candidate who gets well, somebody will win. Somebody will be, you know, the the nominee. Mm-hmm. What kind of a de- what kind of deals would they will they have to exactly. make after right. you saw the deal that Jordan was willing right. to make? Right. Who knows? What a mess. Who knows? What a mess. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.